Well, hello everyone. Happy Palm Sunday. And we are excited about coming together with you again and going into a time of communion. It uh, is such an amazing, amazing time and God is doing so, so much more than most of us know right now. And, um, and I believe we're going to see that all this, the COVID-19, the coronavirus is not what's happening. It, it perhaps is the catalyst for what's happening, but it's not what's happening. And what's happening will be uh, revealed. It will be awesome. It's In that way, it's perhaps similar to the original Passover. Um, in the original Passover, you know, what was happening was not that there was applying of the blood on the doors and the angel of death, if uh, whatever we want to call it, passed, passed over. Um, that was catalytic to what was happening. They were being set free from Egypt. They were being set free from so many other things. And so it was catalytic to it. And there are things that are catalytic to a process right now. And there are the process itself. And, um, those will become uh, progressively made clear to us in the coming days. But I believe we're, we're entering a historical week and headed into Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday. And then in the few days after that, we head into actual Passover, true to the calendar year. Um, and so it all comes together at this time. And I think we are being led into, uh, you know, the most historic Passover time since, you can either call it since the original Passover or uh, I don't know how we can uh, consider less than number one Passover being when Jesus, the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world, became the Passover lamb. Most did not know that's what was going on when he was crucified. History now bears out that that's what was going on. So what I want to do uh, right before communion is just read uh, Matthew 21, the 11 verses that uh, speak into the triumphal entry, uh, tied into Palm Sunday, and, um, and then we're going to uh, take communion. It's one of my favorite passages of the scripture, so much hidden revelation and truth there as well. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. Just a mini revelation from right there. You know, he did not come riding a white horse. He did not come on the back of the line. And it wasn't just, well, there was nothing else, and so they had to bring a donkey. He literally tells them, go to the village opposite you, and you will find a donkey tied, a colt with her, bring him to me. And so he chooses the weak, small, fool, foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He doesn't just use them because there's not the other available. It is his trademark. Back to verse 4. All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you. And what's the first word to, first word to describe our king? Lowly. 
and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and they set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their garments on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And then the multitudes who went out and before those who followed, crying out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, or depending what version of the Bible, all the city was shaking, saying, who is this? So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. One last prophetic context, just so connects and ties in with Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, your light has come, the glory of the Lord has risen on you. It's that Jesus comes in, but what does he do? He rides on the, on the donkey. And the clothes of the disciples, the garments of the disciples are what are placed on the coal, uh, on the colt. Mixing up colt and foal, putting it together, you come out with coal. It's better just call him a donkey. So it's just such a revelation for what's going to happen, what is taking place, but what will happen at a whole nother level. He tells us to arise and shine, and his glory will be seen on us. He calls us to be the colt, to be the donkeys. Will you allow Christ to be seen on us in every way? And it says, in the multitudes will notice. And the city is shaken. And so what he does on us, through us, is not just intended to be a personal salvation thing, but the way he alights on us, his glory seen on us, is that which moves a whole city. It's for transformation, reformation. I just love that scripture, but it's, it aligns with Palm Sunday. So we'll go ahead and take the elements for those of you doing it with us. And we're going to take the bread now. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are able to, again, uh, thank you and acknowledge you and remember you. Remember what you did on the cross and remember the steps leading up to what you did on the cross. And we thank you that the power of your broken body still works for us today. And we take of who you are to us today, to our cities, to our nations. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And now, the cup. Again, Lord, we thank you for the power of your blood. We continue to claim it, to decree it, to state it over ourselves individually. Just do that now over yourself. Cover yourself in the power yes. of his blood. Thank you for your blood, Jesus. We release it, it over our families. Thank you. It covers our families. Just do that over your families. We release it over our cities. The city you're in, release the power of his blood. Yes. No limit with that simple agreement prayer right now. It could do even on behalf of your city, on behalf of our nation and our nations. Thank you, Lord. Let's Thank take you, it. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. I think Elizabeth has sharing to do right now as well same as I did yesterday I, awesome. I'm taking a page from our rise handbook and I want to read to you um, just our father's heart 
and specifically his face as provider. And, you know, God in his humility gave us um, these seven aspects of who he is, but really there are limitless aspects of who he is, just like there's seven colors in a rainbow that are easy to pick out, but, you know, they're limitless colors. And um, our eyes can easily pick up on seven distinct colors when we when we look at things and really even more than that but but in the same way like God has given us these seven areas of of life of our own personal lives and our collective lives together in society and and he's willing to help us understand just a glimpse of who he is and what he's like in his heart towards us through these seven distinct faces of his and so when we talk about the different mountains or areas of culture, we talk about the different faces because um, really nothing matters other than the knowledge of God. Nothing matters other than who he is. And who he is, um, we're promised, is going to flood the earth like water covers the sea, which is completely. And um, it's just such a great time to 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 intentionally grow in the knowledge of who God is, to become even more of an expert on him as his son or as his daughter. That's the thrill and the joy of life. That's the only thing that we truly take with us into eternity is, is, is how we grow in him. And the amazing part of that is that since we're made in his image, when we learn about him, we learn about ourselves. And when we learn about ourselves, we learn about him because he's all about relationship and he's all about intimacy. He's all about us knowing him like he knows us. And if you think about, you know, someone knowing someone completely to the point where you know every hair on their head, you know their intimate thoughts and what they feel and you, you are an expert on them if they're not also an expert on you, that's something perverted. That's not, that's not intimacy. That's not relationship. And so I, um, I always just come back to that simplicity in my own life of, okay, this is all about me growing in the knowledge of who he is and what he's like. So whether I'm doing something super mundane and I'm finding him in that, or I'm doing something that's more overtly kingdom or spiritual I'm finding him in that and um, and so as I'm growing in my knowledge of him our relationship is growing it's becoming more intimate and you know sometimes we learn about him in hard places sometimes we learn about him in places that things are going you know really well and depending on really any given moment in the day or the night, I'm either one. <laughs> and, but anyway, back to what I was saying about today, I just want to read over you. God is provider in the mountain of economy. Um, in, in time, I believe that that system of economy, at least in the nations that he refers to as sheep nations, in those nations, we're going to set up systems in our economy, economic systems that better reflect this face of God as provider, that his kingdom way of doing things. You can't separate the king from his kingdom. And um, the king provides for his, the citizens of his kingdom. And 
it's all about him. It's not about someone deserving it. It's about his heart towards us. And um, this is just a good reminder today. So I want to encourage you just to kind of, um, when I led worship, I used to say, assume the position. <laughs> whatever that position is for you, whatever that posture is for you, outward or inward, where you can just receive and be the object of his affection right now. We, we learn, unfortunately, pretty young to get insecure and uncomfortable being the center of attention. Well, you are always, I am always the center of his attention. And he wants us to stay childlike and stay in that posture where we don't mind his affection and his um, passion being on us and towards us, being a doting father. And I like to see him as a doting mother too, because all the femininity and all the masculinity resides in our God. So this is him as provider just speaking over you right now. And he says, my sons, my daughters, I never grow weary of caring for you, of being your source when you allow me to be. I know it's hard to trust me because it's hard to know what's your part and what's my part. But know this, I get it. I know what it's like to learn how to be responsible and also childlike and trusting. I taught Jesus how, and I can teach you too. But remember, it requires constant communication and constant checking in with me, which of course I like. I know it's hard for you, but I like it when you're absolutely in need of me for everything that you need in life. I like it when you notice how I provide for you. For, um, for how I take care of you. But even when you don't notice, I'll keep providing for you because that's who I am. Of course, there are times it doesn't look like I'm providing for you or for the nations, and it looks like I don't care, but that simply isn't true. The proof that I care is that you care. Can you look at a child who doesn't have enough or the basic needs of life and not care? Do you enjoy giving your children more than enough and extravagantly blessing them? Do you feel proud and content when your children share what you've given them and give extravagantly to others? Of course you care. That's because you're mine, made in my image. When there's lack and you think I don't care and you think I'm not going to provide for you, just ask yourself what you would do for your child. That is my heart. Now, does that mean you'll always see my provision played out in an obvious way? As you know, it doesn't. Because I'm also providing for you riches that cannot be taken from you. And those can only be gained in the places of contradiction and seeming lack. Even when evil comes and kills steals, and destroys. It's not because it just slipped past me or my account was too low. Everyone who looks to me, who allows me to provide whatever it is that's needed, finds it in me, whether now or in my presence in eternity. I am your source, and I love providing for you. I love providing through you all the riches of who I am and what I have 
in my perfect way and in my perfect time. Come to me. I'm all you need. Don't ever be afraid to ask, to trust, and to wait. Don't ever be afraid to give. And know that when you're generous with your riches, I love to trust you to be generous with mine. Thank you for that, Papa. Thank you for the love that you are lavishing on each one of us right now, right where we are. I thank you that you literally stop the world and you stop time just to be with us. And somehow in the majesty and the omnipotence and the omnipresence of who and what you are, you're able to be everything to every one of us exactly where we are right now. And I thank you that you provided your son, Jesus, who would know exactly what it feels like to be each one of us. There is nothing that is not familiar to you. There is nothing that is distant or uncommon to you. There's nothing that's too low or too ordinary that you aren't right there in the midst of it. And I thank you, God, for the care that you're lavishing on each one of us. God, I ask that you would make us in this time of seclusion so full and so um, overwhelmed and overflowing with your love for each one of us that when we come out of these places that we can't help but have to find new ways of letting that love out and that expression out in new ways to those around us. God, in these places of intimacy that we're each having with you right now, would you impregnate us with things that will come from us, that will be birthed into the world, that will be proof of how much you care and how much you love others through us. God, we ask that you would impregnate us with your solutions, with your better ways of doing everything from the smallest of things to the most uh, impacting of things. I thank you that you're in it all and every idea that you give is worth running with. It's worth sowing into. It's worth nurturing and, and, and watering and weeding and, and taking into a, a season of harvest. And so we, we ask that you would do what you do and provide seed for the sower, that you would do what you do and, and cause us to um, bear fruit that lasts into eternity. Thank you that in these private, intimate places, you are dealing with all kinds of things and we're grateful for it and we allow you to do it and we say yes with everything that is within us. And we say we love you. We love doing life with you. We love this opportunity as short as it is on planet Earth to have had the opportunity to discover you and to be discovered by you and to give ourselves more and more to you and to choose you more and more every day until we are face to face, literally touching you and being touched by you. And until then, God, we say you are enough. Holy Spirit, you are enough. The people that are around us, the situations around us that have terribly disappointed us, we hand them back over to you once again and say, you are enough. And we look to you. 
You never disappoint. You never let us down. You are faithful. Your love is securing in all the ways we need securing. You have provided everything that we need and we declare once again that you are enough. You are more than enough. So God, from right where we sit today, we say, Hosanna in the highest. You are welcome in our homes. You are welcome in our lives. You are welcome in our families. You are welcome in every circumstance around us. You are welcome in our cities, our nations. Your kingdom is welcome here among us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was good. Well, we love you all. Thank you for those. Some of you have been messaging in different ways, letting us know you've been being blessed by this time here. Sorry. Um, there's been such a deluge in a good way of, uh, of, of comments uh, from everything we're doing, uh, Facebook, social media, that can't get to uh, responding or we get very late to responding to everyone. But we see them, we appreciate them, and we appreciate you all. And um, have a blessed day. And we'll be back with you tomorrow. Yeah, we see all your names on here. Melody and Joy, Cassandra, Robert, um, Kelly and Tracy. We love oh, you yes. and your families. Rolf, we miss you. Wish you could. we could be back together in Israel together. Kelly, I was just looking at that dream. I love it. I want to look into it more. And Gina. Let's see. There's um, trying to see if I see Jamie. Uh, Beira Brown, Dahlia, Lynn. Anyway, we love you guys, and um, we hope that you'll have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll be with you again tomorrow.